Hello, what have we here? Welcome to the IDP Nation Podcast, the Factory Sports Network's IDP-centric show. We're your hosts, Dan Cook and Daryl Winston. Are you ready for some tenacious IDP discussion? We've got you covered from your LB1 Year Taxi Squad. This is IDP Nation. Welcome back. It's been a little while. We, we took some, some time off for the holidays. Uh, some some scheduling communication stuff between me and Daryl, and then we just said, you know, we're, we're going to take some time off. We, we've earned it, I think. Uh, Daryl, how are you? Doing pretty good, Dan. I see you have uh, survived the holidays as I have. Yes, yes, I survived. I did not gain any weight over the holidays, so I was successful. Um, I can't say the same. <laughs> I was going to say, you, 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 I don't know. How's your resolution going? Uh, not good yet because I ain't started. <laughs> <laughs> Start in February. You know what? I used to yeah. make, I used to do that stuff in February, like February after the Super Bowl, because I know the Super Bowl is a big deal. You know, a lot of yeah. food, a lot of a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. But we'll save the uh, banter for later. Right now, we have on the line a uh, edge rusher from the Wagner Seahawks. So you know, that's a great great logo. <laughs> Uh, to go mascot to go with the team uh we have number 11 outside linebacker cam gill cam how's it going it's going good how are you we're doing good uh talk back talking some football always a good thing um yes so uh, i got the chance to check out some game uh film that we have on you and uh some pretty impressive uh moves they have uh you were the two-time northeast conference player of the year for the last two seasons and you are the northeast conference and wagner sack leader all-time sack leader um so impressive impressive stuff um one of the things that stands out right away when we turn on the film for you is uh your speed around the edge is uh it sticks out on film definitely um, and obviously 34 sacks. Um, in fact, uh, I think it was central, the game against central Connecticut. It, it's kind of funny because I don't know if you've watched the game back from the media perspective, the, 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 um, the announcer for the game was saying, was talking you up and then <laughs> right on cue, you get a strip sack and your team gets the ball the other way. So it, it's kind of like, he just knew something was going to happen. You were going to make a play right away. So, um, and that speed rush is definitely uh, very evident on film. Um, so, how how do you get to beat those tackles so badly? Like, what what is your what is your trick to trying to to get off the ball so quickly? Um, you know, what what's the strategy around getting around those tackles? Well, the strategy, I would say, I mean, it all starts with good ball get-off. I mean, as the game goes on, I try to get a good feel for the snap count. I try to get a good read on the quarterback's cadence so I can be moving with the ball. And then the rest is just repetition, I would say. You know, working with Coach Terrence Knighton, you know, former NFL veteran, you know, 
in practice every day, we, we, we start with get offs and we, we work get offs and we work hands the whole practice. So the rest of it is just repetition, just muscle memory. Yeah. It's kind of funny because first snap of that game, I think it was first or second snap. So it was like you, you had it down right away. So in that, in that particular game that I watched, um, yes, sir. definitely. So, uh, who, who got you into football? Because, you know, we all have stories about how, you know, you know, me and my dad sat me in front of the TV and, you know, said, watch this. And, you know, I instantly <laughs> gravitated towards it, uh, you know. And, and so what, what was your story uh, growing up getting into football? Well, growing up uh, until I was about seven years old, it was just me and my mom, you know, starting out. And then my mom met what's now my stepdad so uh when they met at the time my stepbrother was playing football so i just kind of got acclimated you know just being around him and kind of like you said you know one day i just believe it was on tv and i was just fascinated by the equipment and how fast they were still able to move with the equipment on and just you know it was something that i wanted to try and i've loved it ever since yeah and that's a lot of our stories. I know Daryl's kind of the same way. It's like, you know, instantly it was just like, this is the greatest game in the world. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to, to, you know. Yep, and, I almost took right away. Yeah. And, you know, we all had dreams when we were young. And you're, you're living out those dreams uh, that, that we had here um, as you're getting ready for the NFL draft. Um, you told us before uh, the East-West Shrine game this weekend is coming up in Tampa, Florida. So, uh, yes, sir. So, uh, tell us about the, the, the prep work for that. And, and as you're kind of transitioning now into draft mode, sort of like, you know, getting prepped and ready for that. Yeah. The transition I would say has been, you know, pretty interesting. Um, with it being a, with it being an all-star game, you know, we have to play the standard four, three defense. So, uh, and that defensive scheme, I'm not playing defensive end how I've been accustomed to in the past. You know, I'm playing linebacker. So uh, I made it a point of I made it a point of emphasis to um, get the training right away. Um, I've been down here in Aventura, Florida, working with Pete Bomarito, just um, you know, working on better understanding the route concepts and my drops and being fluent in coverage. So just making that transition from defensive end to linebacker. Yeah, and you know, on film, on film, occasionally you will drop into coverage, and you know, um, it seemed to do pretty well in that. Um, but it is a different mindset from being edge guy to an off-ball linebacker. Um, so it, it's kind of going to, I think, maybe show some teams your versatility in that you can, you know, put your hand in the ground and, and be that four-three. Um, you know, edge rusher or three, four edge rusher is probably, I think where you, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of possibly maybe where teams would look to, to draft you a three, four defense with you at outside linebacker, kind of like a, uh, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb kind of player. All right. So Daryl got a few. Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, why did you choose Wagner to further your football career? Uh, it was an easy choice for me at the time. Um, I made a goal of mine. 
ever since I started playing football, I wanted to play at the Division One level. Um, and I was fortunate to have Wagner offer me. You know, Wagner was my only Division One offer coming out of high school. I was very lightly recruited, I would say. Um, I had right. two Division Two, one Division One offer. For now, so that was the decision for me. Right. Um, I don't know if any of our listeners are following follow Wagner or not, but your your team had a little bit of a disappointing season this year. Um, how did you? How did that prepare you? And how did you continue to show up each week? And what did you learn from that? Having knowing that maybe your team wasn't doing as good as expected or you thought they would, but how did you uh, continue to show up each week? And what did that help you with? myself and to my teammates, I mean, with things being as other this year, you know, I couldn't afford to let my foot off the gas. But I had inspirations for myself, so each and every I just continued. I had, you know, I never get, I don't want to let down, so it can't and it just you're gonna have every you know as a, we should have a lot of like two days just first yeah I know my end a lot of that was a uh, breaking up some technical uh difficulties there uh, but yeah. basically the gist of what you're saying is to show up for your teammates and um, to show up, you know, for, you know, to, to play the game the right way, basically. Um, you know, you go out there every week for your, you know, your your teammates and, and going for that. Um, so you, you mentioned with the change to outside linebacker uh, in the, the Shrine game here, um, is is the off ball um, like coverage skills something that you feel that you need to improve most about your game? Uh, right. I mean, I want to say so much improve. I'm confident in my athleticism. It's just something I would have to familiarize, familiarize myself. Yeah, just something you're not asked to do all the time in your scheme, pretty much. Right. Yes, sir. And going about um, the, the strongest part of your game, obviously, I think this, this the, the speed off the edge is definitely uh, what sticks out. Um, would you classify that as the strongest part of your game? Yes, sir. Know, being able to stream on the way into All right. Daryl, off to you. So kind of playing off of that, film study is such an important part of football, as everyone knows. 
what are some of the key things that you look for when you're watching tape? If you're, you know, if you've, when you're looking at these quarterbacks and these offenses, what are you, what are the keys that you're looking for? That's going to say, Hey, I know what this is, or I know what they're running. Um, I would say first and foremost, I start with the offensive line. I would say the tackle. I try to, try to get these on their stance and their feet. When it's a pass, the kind of like a staggered stance and, you know, just certain things like that tip off the plate. I usually try to look at the running backs on in the back for what they wide, just to be able to tell if it's run pass. And um, along with the snap, you know, snap count, um, you know, the quarterback would drop, drop his will drop his on his make the snap. You know, the amount of seconds each time that the center snaps the ball, just get off the ball. Right. Yeah, no, I see a lot of college quarterbacks either, you know, they, they move their hand down to signal the snap or they clap their hands together to signal the slap, snap. And I'm always thinking, like, that's just a dead giveaway. Like, I know you can kind of fake that but then oftentimes you can get a false start if they're faking that so it's almost like man can you make it <laughs> you know i, I noticed not, not a whole lot of pro quarterbacks do that because of the you know the giveaway but you know i always often wonder like why do teams do that because that just seems like a dead giveaway like hey we're snapping the ball when my quarterback claps his hands like and it know. seems to be getting more elaborate i forget oh i wish i could remember it was just the other day i was watching a game and it's the it was actually the guard looking back over his shoulder at the quarterback and i guess the quarterback made the move then he turns and taps the center. Then the center snaps the ball. And I'm like, man, they're getting elaborate with these these movements. I don't see how they don't get more off uh, all star <laughs> penalties. I'm like, man. Well, I, thought, I thought the whole thing was you have to be set, like still, like I don't know. Well, he is set, but he had kind of, I guess, turned his head and looked back at the QB, and the QB yeah, but... made a, a gesture, a move, and then he turns and gets set, and he's reaching over and tapping the center. And then I was just like, wow, this is uh, a little bit much, I think, but. See, and you can tell, I, I, sometimes, and just watching football, you know, over the weekend, some of the false start penalties that were called, like, the, like when the defense would shift and the guy would move, I'm like, it is so hard to sit there and not move. Yep. And then, you know, you, you got, like, you're talking about the left guard, like, <laughs> tapping the guy on next to him. And I'm like, well, that's a movement. Like, so, I don't know. It must be, it's, and we, we as football fans, I'm sure, tear apart referees, like, all the time. And I, I try not to do that because it's impossible to get everything. Yeah. It's impossible to get every single thing seen. And I know there's a lot of them out there, and they're professionals, and they got the job to do, but you know, you're, you're looking at every single thing that's going on in the field. But um, So if not football, what would Cam do? I would coach the football, or I would be an agent 
this and somebody get to the next level. Okay. Daryl, you got a few more? Uh-oh. Daryl's frozen down there in Tennessee. Um, so, okay. if somebody had to watch, uh, if you, you wanted to, to say, watch this game if you want to see all of my skills uh, portrayed, what game would you recommend that we sit down and watch? Well, I would say, I would say senior year against Monmouth. Um, I would say that game, I didn't, you know, feel the stat sheet as I had in other games, but just, just from, you know, my movements, you know, I, I feel like that's the game I look most like a, you know, just, just with my technique and mm-hmm. you know, like just with, with my technique and, and my motions, you know, I, Looks professional in that game. That's interesting. Most of the time, we get the games where you know the guy gets two picks and yeah, <laughs> two first right. fumbles. But it's interesting that you say that that's the game where you played more, most like a pro. Um, so we'll have to check that one out against Monmouth uh, this year. Um, so we are big fantasy football players. That's what we kind of do, and, and we use this scouting to try to find uh, these deep-dive players. Daryl watches tons of college tape, and more so than me. I still I watch some and, and go through this, but um, do you play fantasy football? No, sir. My mom's the big fantasy football fan. Okay. So... Uh, so she's going to have to join an IDP league next year so that she can draft you on the team and play you every week. <laughs> so she'll have to listen to our podcast to get some some tips and some tricks to, of who to pick up. Other than you, of course. I'm sure she'd draft you first overall. Uh, so what linebacker do you kind of watch in the, in the pros that you, you kind of pattern your game after? I know that maybe it's a few different guys, but who's the one guy that sticks out that you, uh, look at when you're studying film and stuff? Von Miller is rushing. They get him right now. I love that. Yeah. So both, I would say, has to be a pass. You know, and got back. I feel like. Yeah, breaking up a little bit, but I heard Von Miller, which I mentioned Von Miller earlier, so I guess I was on the right track with that. <laughs> so. Daryl, I got a few more to wrap up. Uh, yeah, so now that your season's over, we're in these all-star games. We kind of mentioned earlier you're going to the East and West Shrine game. Um, what are your plans for training and getting ready for, like, these all-star games, the combines? Uh, do you have a 
are you going somewhere to a special facility with a special trainer or are you just kind of going along and have someone going with you or what is your methods right now? Well, um, the day after Christmas, I moved down. Well, I haven't moved down here and in Aventura, Florida, Miami. I've been training with Pete. I'm a leader to perform. Okay. Losing, yeah, it looks like we might have lost him there. Again, yeah, oh. picture's still there, but it looks yeah, like see the picture, brother. Yeah, I think he's froze for the minute. Yep, but um, he will be at the East West Shrine game. You can check that out. Uh, that is being played uh, Saturday, January 18th. I believe it's on the NFL network. If it is or not, Daryl, I believe. I think so. I'd have so. to double check that and make sure, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah, I think the the, the All Star Games are home of the NFL Network. So, um, that's all right. Technical difficulties happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're just used to it. <laughs> we're just filling in everybody on where they can f watch the East West Shrine game. I believe it's on the NFL Network, uh, and it's in a couple Saturdays from now. Um, so, uh, draft day shows up, uh, which team would you be most thrilled to get your name called for? I'll have the just go back to my home and play for my city. Yeah, okay. They, they could uh, use a pass rusher. <laughs> so, I, I know I know they've drafted a few, and uh, one got hurt this year, and uh, the other one has been very inconsistent, I'm sure the fan base would say. Um, definitely. Um, so, and any last words for anybody, uh, you know, trying to get in the uh, – NFL, anybody trying to get to college that's a high school player, uh, we, we often like to leave some words of advice for the young people out there trying to uh, make this a career like you have also planned on doing. Yeah. Looking to go to the next level. The college that was Stands a full time, a full time commitment. The student is round, and you just have to know that everybody else is working. So, you willing to do the race yourself? Absolutely. And one of the things, um, you know, and I kind of say this often, but me being a teacher, you know, I, I try to stress to my students: effort is the biggest difference in anything you're going to do in life. <laughs> The effort you give is what you get out of it. And if you don't give your effort into something, you're not going to get much out of it. 
Yes, sir. Yep. I believe that. Well, Cam, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, yes. Any, anywhere we can find you, anywhere you want to point people in the direction to, to follow you on uh, social media in particular? Yeah, I actually made a Instagram. My Instagram is underscore. All right. And um, you can check out, you, you posting some workout videos and stuff there, some 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 insights, or, or just just you relaxing. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm video all right well best of luck cam as you get ready for the draft process and in the east west shrine game um the wagner seahawks i'm sure will miss you next season as you take your next steps forward uh in the nfl draft and we hope to uh get a hold of you once we we figure out you know where you're going to be going or maybe closer to draft time. We can do this again. Yes, sir. Definitely. All right. We'll be watching at the East West Shrine game. That is on January 18th uh, from Tampa, Florida. East West Shrine game. Those all-star games are always interesting. Cam, thanks for coming on, and we will talk to you soon. That was Cam Gill from Wagner Seahawks and representing the East in the East-West Shrine game coming up here in a couple weeks. Uh, we were saying those bowl games, those uh, those all-star games are always very interesting because I, I know they kind of scale down some of the complexities because you have all these different t- players from different schemes. But it's interesting that he's going to have to have to play a different position altogether. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a little bit of a transition. If you're used to playing 3-4, three, 4-3, four, four, three, you know, that that's where this edge comes in. You know, do you play with your hand in the dirt as a 4-3 end, or do you stand up as a 3-4 outside linebacker? So, yeah, you know, I think we talked with uh, Bryce Huff, one of our earlier interviews. He's having some of the same transitions. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think the principles are kind of the same in what you're being asked to do. It's just – you're asked to do it in a little bit different scheme and uh, setting, you know, how you're doing it. But I think Gil's going to be, uh, or Cam is going to be a really good player. Like you said, the first thing that pops out is his speed. So, yeah. And, you know, it's not just about the speed edge, uh, getting around the edge. Uh, he does right. have some other power moves. Oh, he sure um, does. And, and, you know, it was. I only watched two games, so I can't say I've I've really watched a ton about him. Uh, but it seems like teams scheme away from him. They did. They did a lot because because the and, running plays never seemed to go at him. When they did, he was normally there to make the tackle. And right. when when they did run the ball, they were you know, and he switches sides. He he doesn't just stay on one side like some edge rushers. You know, they have a side that they stick on. Right. No, he was moved uh, around a lot. Um, yeah, and I think was, I, you know he was asked to do some different things too. So it's he's you know, um, got definitely some skills to go. But yeah, he's got a good uh, blend of speed to power. So I mean, he's 
you know, he's got good hands, like you said, the speed part. So, I mean, he can do a lot of things, and I think he's going to be effective no matter what scheme they put him in. I think he, you're going to see him be that big type of player. Yeah, he's graded out, um, you know, in projection-wise. He's graded out to be probably like a late day two, high day three pick more than likely. Yeah, so. I mean, depending on what he does with these all-star games and, and these yeah. combines, we, we know I, I how mean, they can skyrocket you. Marcus Davenport? Exactly. My can you point say exactly. top 15 pick based off right. of a senior bowl, basically? So, I mean, yep. these are big things for these players. And um, definitely, you know, sometimes too much stocks put into it. Like the New York Giants take every senior bowl court MVP, and some of them are good and some of them are not. Uh, Daniel Jones obviously turned out okay, uh, but some of the other ones did <laughs> yeah. not. Um, but... Uh, we we did we wanted to kick off the show with the interview. Um, we have some other things going on. We're gonna talk. We're we're gonna eat some crow here because uh, we, we have some to eat. Definitely, uh, me maybe more so than you. It looks like we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll own see. it. Okay, we'll own it. We're we're, uh, we're big boys. We can we can own our we stuff will. here. Um, we want to go back and revisit what we said was going to happen. You know, obviously we're not uh, fortune tellers or we'd be billionaires. But uh, basically, we're going to go back over what we discussed with uh, stepmom Lauren uh, on September fourth. It looks like we had this discussion uh, about our predictions for the season, and uh, we'll, we'll go over that in a minute. Uh, first, some news. Uh, basically, uh, yeah. we are an independent podcast now. We, we are uh, <laughs> our own beasts, so to speak. Uh, so uh, we're still writing for DFF, and we still love them and all that. Uh, but our podcast is our own entity, so we are uh, our own people, so to speak. So um, it's kind of... I don't want to say it's it's relaxing or freeing, but it's it's I don't know. It feels nice to kind of have something of your own. It is. So uh, we we have, we we have some things in the works coming up um, that we'll talk about and we'll get to. Um, you know, nothing much is going to change. Uh, you won't hear from the scouting academy anymore unless they want to reach out to us and broker a deal. <laughs> uh, but uh, but we have some interesting things on the way uh, for the show uh, that didn't really have much to do with our hiatus. It was just uh, me and Daryl both kind of had conflicting schedules over the holidays. And uh, then there was times where... I talked to Daryl and said, yeah, I probably can't record tonight this because, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Daryl may have gotten some uh, crown peach that he was enjoying a little too much or something. Oh, it was so delicious. I'm sure it was. Uh, but, yes, uh, so, so we're sticking together. We are now uh, our own people, uh, which, like I said, it's... it's uh, kind of nice we'll, we'll still be writing if i ever pick up a computer laptop ever again um daryl's got some big news daryl is now the head of our debbie department yes yes good taking job, on a Good little job, bit Darryl. more of a bigger um 
taking and uh, trying to uh, get some IDP Devi stuff going. As long as along with the offensive side too, we've got some yeah. guys that are pumping some stuff out. So, yeah, especially this 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 week, a lot of the commitments came in. Yeah, um, commitments so coming in and people returning to school, and you got the All Star games and the combines. It's a busy time for Devi right now. Well, is it any more debt? Is it? It's only Debbie if they return to school now. Well, true. But you got these, um, like the early signing period was just this past month. Yes, for, that's uh, true, too. For yes. college, so. Yes. Exciting time. It is, it is. I'm just busting stones because, you know, really once they declare for the draft, it's no longer Debbie. It's just rookie. True, true. It's true. just, you know, and trust me, we, we use the same, you know, game watching and stuff like that to, to go over things. But, um,. But yeah, wanted to pat you on the back a little bit, you know. Thank you, thank you. Somebody's got to carry the weight around here. Daryl, Daryl's getting his big boy pants on and uh, and, <laughs> and be, growing up and being an adult and all. Oh, it sucks. I hate being an adult. It really sucks. <laughs> uh, I am definitely uh, not feeling adulting. Uh, every every. You know, we, we had the, the Christmas, the holiday break, and it just was not short enough. Ugh. And with it not being short enough, um, like, I just got back to work, and I'm like, oh, man, I feel so old. I don't know. I honestly, I had, what, two weeks off, and I felt like I was <laughs> not off, but maybe a couple of days. I was just like, ugh. Yeah. So uh, here we go. We'll, we'll play this for Daryl here. Oh, is my volume not working? <laughs> Here we go. We'll play it again. There you go, Daryl. So, that being said, uh, you know, we're going to modify some things, change some things, but it will be the same podcast uh, for the most part. Um, one of the things that will not change is our T-shirt is still available at myfantasyfootballshirt.com. So, uh, Valentine's yes. Day is coming up. You know, the special person yes. in your life would definitely love an IDP Nation coffee mug. Yeah, or maybe that special someone uh, won their league this year and you can uh, reward them with a uh, T-shirt. Yes, and uh, that's myfantasyfootballshirt.com. Uh, there are other podcast shirts and other things there, but you know you want an IDP Nation shirt if you're listening to this podcast. So That's right. And if we helped you win the league, hey, help us out. If we helped you win a league, you know what else you can do? Go to iTunes and give us a five-star review and write something nice about us uh, because that would be awesome and would help us gain some uh, notoriety some info um and and move us up a little bit in the fantasy football podcast uh world here a little bit i know we're a little uh niche of fantasy football being idp but uh i do feel that idp is a growing niche it is it very sure is i mean it's i see it in in on twitter and reddit and all these things it's just there's more and more people getting interested in it. And yeah. and there's a lot of new blood, so to speak, uh, pumping it up. And a lot of people that are maybe a little more social media savvy than I am and you are. Uh, right. That are, you know, using 
the platform to get people, you know, you know, they'll see a conversation about IDP and they'll just throw their name in there and start telling them to join an IDP league or, you know, so it, it's, it's good to see, you know, some of our past guests, some of our possible future guests. Um, I know before break, we talked about getting some guests lined up and things, and uh, we have some interviews. Uh, I think you have a couple more interviews down the pike, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, I've got some stuff lined up coming our way. It's just uh, getting us back in the swing of things. and uh... Yeah, and hopefully, you know, we uh, haven't lost too much of a step here and too much uh, right. with, with us here. And um, I, with our new, uh, us being... Uh, solo now as a podcast um i like to think of us probably going to date myself a little bit here but pinky and the brain uh what are we going to do today brain try to take over the world that's right <laughs> same thing we do every night i forgot that one it's yeah, the same, same thing, thing we do. do every night try to take over the world that's right <laughs> it's a good show good good callback i'm sure some of our audience members have no clue what we're talking about but, animaniacs uh, then again, we're kind of old, so, like, I don't know. We are. <laughs> do, do we have a young following? Do we have, like, a 19, 18 to 25? Well, I'm sure we probably do. Demographic? We need to get these kind of information. Maybe, maybe Pod, I'll have to dig into Podbean and see if we can get that kind of, you know. I'm sure your Podbean account is stalking all of your social medias, and, you know, we could find out, you know, all sorts of stuff about our listeners. Oh yeah. <laughs> not that not that we really want to do that, but I'm just saying, it's kind of creepy when I say a word out loud and then five minutes later I see something on Facebook about the stuff oh, yeah. I was just talking about. But anyway. Uh, so anyway, we're gonna get into our main discussion points. There's some news to talk about. We're not gonna worry about the news. Uh, not yet. We'll, we'll talk about the news next week. We'll okay. Um, but transitioning into what we really want to talk about, uh, our predictions that may have failed miserably. Uh, some of them were decent, I think, uh, but some of them were, uh, not so great. Definitely. Um, we'll get into some IDP wrap up and some news in the next episode or so. Uh, we'll take a look at some depth chart changes and some uh, so maybe buys, you know, Daryl, I'm sure, has a stock market uh, work in the works or at least a thought about some, some stock market stuff. I do. Got a lot uh, of things going on. They should be coming out pretty soon. So Yeah. Before we get into that, though, uh, we can pat ourselves on the back a little bit. Uh, our teams both made it out of Wild Card Weekend. Yes. And even though you call me – well, the – some of you may have seen on our Twitter accounts, uh, I was wearing a Eddie George Titans jersey because I was in full support of the Titans defeating the Evil Empire. The Evil Empire. You're welcome. And yes, we were very thankful. It looked a little uh, hairy there for a little while. <laughs> it did. It was a little... Uh... But here's what well, I need yeah. to ask you. Oh, no. Are you ready to accept Ryan Tannehill as your savior of the franchise quarterback. No, no. He won He's, you a playoff game against the evil empire, and you're still not buying Ryan Tannehill. No. you got to be kidding me. Derrick Henry won us the playoff game. Okay. And Ryan Logan. 
Yes. He has done well. I'll give you that. He has done very you well. You wouldn't even be in the playoffs if it wasn't for Ryan Tannehill. Let's be honest. Henry did carry a bunch of that load, and I will eat my crow on Henry. He had a very <laughs> good season. Uh, can he do it next year? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, they got to pay him first, so. They do. Is he going to be in the Titans jersey? I mean, I, I think. Uh, he should be. He should be. And Tannehill should be your quarterback next year. I think they. I think the two of them complement each other well. You know they who give the Titans the best chance to win. You know who benefits from Tannehill. A. J. Brown. J. Brown. You could yes. argue A. J. Brown was the rookie of the year. I think he definitely worth considering. I think he and his Mississippi teammate DK Metcalf, Kyler Murray. We're all, I mean, you could throw Josh Jacobs in there, but his injury down the stretch kind of hurt his momentum with that. Right. I think Miles Sanders turned it on yeah. at the end, you know. But A.J. Brown start, I mean, he had some miss, miss weeks, but, he, I mean, some wide receivers do that on a normal basis, and we still love them. Right. And I think um, it's between him and Metcalf for the – rookie of the year i really do they'll give it to kyler murray or daniel jones just because it's a quarterback, it's a quarterback league just because they hate me and you that's true i love decaf metcalf <laughs> decaf metcalf won that game single-handedly against the eagles pretty well much. he did didn't he? he was uh he was something to watch yeah i do love and as much as people hate on booger I love that he made that mistake and called him decaf Metcalf because now that's just like, <laughs> yes that was pretty good. I want I want that RotoWare shirt that uh, not that we're plugging other sites but the, there's a decaf Metcalf shirt out there that uh, it looks like a Starbucks logo basically. Oh okay. And has a picture you. of Metcalf and it says decaf Metcalf on it. And it's yeah. There's a local place in Nashville called Hang Ten. You may have seen them on Twitter, but they have. I'm going to get me a T-shirt. It's got a picture of King Henry wearing the big crown. Yeah. Okay. So I'm in the process of getting one of those. So. Yeah. So what Seahawks jersey are you buying? You told me you were going to buy a Seahawks jersey if the Seahawks. If the. I did. I did. Um, Might I recommend know? a decaf Metcalf jersey? Well, <laughs> you know, I thought about that. Then you I could really get the A.J. Been... Brown jersey to match, and you could have the old Miss it, Brothers it, And it up. still may be a possibility, but I'm thinking right now, if I don't change my mind, I'm going to try to find me a Marshawn Lynch jersey. Oh, beast mode. Yes. Yes. While we were on break, I tweeted out uh, when Lynch came back in the fold. I said, if you are not wearing your Marshawn Lynch jersey, are you even a Seahawks fan? Right. Because seriously, I mean, he's he's one of the most important players in our Super Bowl runs. Um, you could argue that we would have never made it that far that year without that running game, and him in particular. And I saw you do you, you tweeted at me today is the anniversary of Beast the Beastquake against yes. New Orleans. So still one of the best runs I've ever personally watched. It's really funny because I, I teach in an elementary school, and and somebody, uh, one of the kids was like, "Man, that twenty four, man, he's really good," and I'm like, <laughs> "You don't even know the half." Yeah. Of it. Like you probably don't even have a clue what the beast quake was. I mean, I'm sure if they saw that run, they'd be like, 
What? <laughs> you know, because, I mean, you see some fantastic... I mean, he runs... He still runs angry like he did Gosh. in his prime. Like he, I, I'm sure he can't play 60 minutes anymore. Maybe he can. I don't know. Don't you tell Beast Mode what he can't do. Yeah, that's just fire to the fuel, man. <laughs> yeah. He, he's just such a character. Such a... I don't know. He makes he's football so better with him in the league. He's fun. He is. He really is. Like, he... So he, think... he, 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 he... 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 What, what's that expression? I can't even think of it. He, he's uh, he he's a drums his own beat or something like that. He makes his own beats. I don't know. Oh, marches to the beat of his yeah, own. Yeah, there you go. I can't think. It's late at night. <laughs> Little. He marches so, yeah. to the beat of his own drum, and he doesn't care what anybody thinks. And he's a good nope. guy. As much as people want to give him crap about his media snubbing and some stuff. Yeah, he does stuff for his community and things that, like I said, he he wants to talk about that stuff. He doesn't want to talk about football. Yeah, he does a lot for the communities and yeah, he and loves in Oakland general. So and you know, he loves Seattle too. So I mean, it's well, let's let's eat our crow. You don't. <laughs> you might not have to eat the whole lot here. It looks like, but. Uh, so our defensive rookie of the year predictions, uh, we both took Devin Bush and for the first half of the season, that was looking great. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, he kind of hit a rookie wall. It seemed like though, um, he, he was not exactly the same player. Uh, I would, and this is me being completely unbiased. I'd almost have to give it to Nick Bosa. Yeah, I, I think. He has the big name cachet, but I don't know that I wouldn't put Max Crosby in the running. What he did it, down there in Oakland with Klein Farrell supposedly being the big star, yeah. the big get, and Crosby just blew expectations out of the water with his performance this year. I'd put Crosby in the top five for the rookie of the year running. If I had to make a top five, he, he would definitely be there. Uh, I think it's I think it's Bosa, Bush, Devin White came on. He had a re- few really big plays for Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Crosby would be in there, and who else were you missing? We got to be missing somebody. Oh, Crosby. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm so focused on the 2020 rookies that I can't. Yeah, think I am. Who the rookies awesome. were this year, so. Um, Believe it or not, not any of the defensive tackles that we thought were going to be beasts because they were really kind of disappointing. Right. Actually, I would put uh, Christian Wilkins in there. Yeah, I, Oliver had moments. He got going a little bit once he got. I think it's just. I think that position takes a little time to get acclimated a little more than the other. Oliver was was fine. Yep. We had such high expectations for him coming in destroying that. I yeah. think that killed his momentum um because if you look at it um really um the giants d tackle um not harrison um lawrence lawrence uh yeah my brain's not working (laughs) well tonight here uh lawrence and wilkins i think were actually the best two tackles i mean quinn and williams had a lot of injury issues to deal with yep. and, and oliver had an okay season yeah like i said i think 
we you, you had him pumped up to be like Aaron Donald, so and he's still got time to get there. He was still had a good season. Well, we'll take a yeah. look at more some uh, some more of the, the stats and stuff uh, as we get into the off season. We'll dig. Trust me, you'll be sick of hearing about some of these guys by <laughs> the end of the off season that we tell you to buy. Um, and we're, we're gonna try and try not to rehash the same topics every week. So we're gonna try to spread it out a little bit over the off season. Uh, really dig deep into some topics and um, have a lot of guests on. So this is an entertaining podcast for you to listen to and also get some good information from some other sources. Um, so if you are a IDP podcast and you want to come on and chat with us, hit us yeah, up. We'll, we'll have you on and uh, talk some IDP. Um, I know there's a few sprouted up that uh, are... are I wouldn't say sprouted up, but, you know, have, you know, this was their first season doing it. So uh, we would be glad to chat with you guys. Uh, If you're listening to us, thanks. And we'll uh, try to return the favor here. Uh, But, yeah, Rookie of the Year, I don't think we were far off. I just think we were uh, maybe a little uh, overkill on Bush. And Bush really looked good the beginning of the season yeah he came out and started really good like you said i think he kind of hit that rookie wall which kind of slowed him down so yeah so moving on our idp bust of the season uh, i picked Corey littleton and didn't look good there for the beginning of the season that's for sure because he had a really good first half um i would say i was probably a little wrong i still think he's a top 12 idp linebacker is he worth where people draft him that's still up for debate i don't think he's worth the draft position especially since i don't think the rams have the cap room to sign him so where is he going to go next year is he going to have that good of a situation uh it's going to be a different defense because son of bum is out yep um, I hope at Son of Bum gets signed somewhere because that Twitter handle needs to live forever. Um, forever. Yes. Yeah. You had Calais Campbell down. And, you know, he didn't really have that great of a season. He was no, okay. he did not. So I think yours, he, uh... is, yours is better than mine. Um, if you look at his draft position, he was a top five or six D end in startups most of the time. Unless you were redraft, especially he was a top five, probably. Right. Dynasty, some people probably waited a little on him. And um, his numbers dropped pretty good from last year. I mean, he's he dropped uh, four to five sacks off of last year, so he went from a double digit guy down to like six, yeah. six range. His tackles were down. Um, uh, from where you probably drafted him and what you were probably expecting, uh, I think he was. this year yeah he was definitely probably a bust so that fits that uh defensive player of the year oh so many people were burnt by this guy i had cleo mack and he was terrible this season i think the whole chicago bears team was terrible this year so I, i had a lot of bears represented here so uh yeah 
that didn't work out so well. You had Landon Collins. I, I wouldn't call him the defensive player of the year, but he was good. Yeah, he had a good season. I mean, he had a few moments where he uh, lapsed or whatever, but overall I think he's what the Redskins wanted. I mean, he, you know, close to double-digit tackles every week, uh, you know. Played every snap for him, so, I mean, what more could you want? Yeah, our our next category, there's only one way to describe us in this next category. Oh, I don't even want to discuss this. (laughs) I've failed this city. Maybe oh. we could put them, nominate them for next year, too. Uh, I picked Christian Kirksey as the comeback player of the year, and he got hurt again. Surprise, surprise. Um, he wasn't spectacular before the injury, either, so I, I, I would chalk that up as a loss for me. Uh, you right. picked Vontaze Perfect, who... And surprise, uh, surprise, he got suspended surprise, again. Surprise, so. <laughs> surprise, he's indefinitely suspended and probably done in the NFL. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, uh, all pro defense. Uh, I don't think we're. See, I had Aaron Donald and Damon Harrison. Harrison did not have a good year. Uh, you had Aaron Donald and Deron Payne. I think Aaron Donald fits. I think he was an all pro. Yep. Um, even though his stats were not that great, he was an all pro. Um, he's still a dominating defensive tackle. Yep. I would I would really at defensive tackle give the nod to DeForest Buckner. I think he had a great season. Um defensive tackle uh, I don't know. Sheldon Richardson had a good season. Yep, he sure did. Um as far as all pro looking at fantasy wise, um it probably one of the, you know, Buckner uh, Fletcher Cox had a down season. I know he destroyed the Seahawks offensive line the other day um, repeatedly, but he did not really have a very good season overall. Right. Uh, so I think it's more the uh, DeForest. I think DeForest Buckner should be definitely an all-pro. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I don't know. Donald, I guess, would be the other one. Yeah. I think you could sneak Sheldon Richardson second team. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, defensive end, I think we did a little better. Now, we both had uh, Mr. Helmet smash yeah. uh, Miles Garrett. If Miles Garrett did not smash uh, Rudolph over the head with a helmet, he probably would have been on this list. Um, but I think between the two of us, we got it kind of right, although we're missing somebody, depending on where you label him. Uh, but you had Danielle Hunter. I definitely think he was an all-pro. I had J.J. Watt. He got hurt. Before that, he was playing pretty good, and he looked pretty good uh, the other day. Right. Um, I would maybe change this to Edge and T.J. Watt, and I'd look great because he had a great season. Um, He was a little bit more consistent this year, which I like to see, and and maybe I'd be interested in maybe buying him at a good cost, which probably isn't going to happen. But if you have T.J. Watt, you're no longer – I don't think you're any longer really looking at a boom-bust player as much because he is more involved with the run game and a little bit more involved in scoring, like, you know, IDP scoring plays, basically. And I will say, before this season, I wasn't a big T.J. Watt fan just on the fact that he was a boomer bust player. It seemed to come in spurts or in big uh, 
excuse me, in big uh, stretches, he would get most of his sacks or whatever. But this season, he became more consistent and a more overall well-rounded player. So, yeah, I would be – if you could find a good value buying-wise, I suggest you get him. Uh, but I'm kind of like you. I don't know that you can get him very cheap right now. Yeah, and he's not a defensive end. He's an outside linebacker, but um, we'll get there. Uh, so at linebacker, we, we kind of played the 4-3 the with this all-pro team. Uh, so I had Darius Leonard – Khalil Mack and Leighton Vander Esch. Oh God! I mean, Leonard was good. <laughs> you had you Leonard. You had Leonard. You had Mack too. So you can't really. I did. Him. And Blake Martinez. And you know what? I should have gone with LB one in my heart, Bobby Wagner, because uh, they would have been a better pick than Vander Esch or Mack. That's for sure. Yeah, I think and, you and Martinez. Put... Yeah. I would think Martinez I mean, would make the list. Although you could argue Littleton should be on the list. You could argue. I'm not um, going to put Littleton above Martinez. Martinez, you know, the past two years, everybody keeps saying, well, he can't keep this up. Well, here we are in year four, and he set a career high in tackles with 155, career yeah. high in solos with 97, a career high in assists. I mean, what more does a player have to do to get recognition? He's. It's going to be each year he's going to be among the top three in tackles um and people continue to hate on him so you know i'll pick him up anywhere i can i don't hate on him wherever i have him i'm glad i have him and uh he's a instant he's the first guy you check off in the box one of um bobby wagner had a great season uh led the league in tackles i believe so uh you know he you kind of got to give the nod to him. Uh, Van Der Esch, his career might be in jeopardy with this neck stuff. Um, yeah, that's that's really, really scary. Um, if he's healthy, he's one of the league's best. But, man, like you said, that injury just – it's hard to say. Necks are so crazy to deal with. Yeah. Uh, moving on to corners. Now, I was half Ugh. right, I think. I had Tredavious White, and Tredavious White was outstanding this year. Um, as an IDP up. player, he wasn't too bad in IDP either. So I, I think I can claim a victory in this one. I think the other guy to have would be Stephon Gilmore. Um, considering the two of them were up for Defensive Player of the Year honors, probably, or, or should be at least, uh, those two are probably the guys. Um, you had Desmond King and Dante Jackson. Um yeah, I think Jackson's yeah. a lot better if uh, Carolina has a good team. <laughs> they were terrible, and just he got beat pretty often. Desmond King wasn't his normal self. I mean, that whole L.A. Chargers yeah, was... defense was kind of beat up all season. So and right about... now, one of the corners you really want to own, and neither one of us had it, and I feel ashamed being a Titans fan and not picking him. But, um, uh, Mr. Pick Six. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, my brain quit for a minute. Logan Ryan. Yeah, Logan Ryan. Just, yeah. I mean, he, what he did this year at the cornerback spot is just really freaking amazing. I mean, he put up a lot of he numbers. Put together one of the better seasons. He put up yeah, numbers, career high, also... sacks, career high tackles, career high quarterback hits. I mean, 
was close to he was one away from having a career high in interceptions. I mean, he filled the stat box each and every week. They blitzed him a lot, and he's just a playmaker. So he was. Yeah. Uh, he and was... I actually traded for him this week. Matters of fact, just two days ago, I traded for him in one of my leagues. So. I would call him like this a Swiss Army knife on your defense because he didn't really have a set position. They moved him around a lot, had him do a lot of different things. And well, I think that jack of all trades kind of corner is a good guy to target. Like that's why we yeah. like Desmond King a lot. Absolutely. Too. So if those guys can be used in the way that they you know maximizes their potential, those are the guys you want to target. So it's not necessarily your shutdown guy or your guy across from your shutdown corner that you want. You want a guy like these guys that are going to be chess pieces that the defensive right. coordinators can play with. Um, we both at safety picked Landon Collins and Jamal Adams, and I can't say we did that I bad with okay. that. No, I mean, there's good. a lot of guys coming on. I don't think there's anybody that did much better than those two. No, I mean, Derwin James got hurt. He was out, so. He was out. Keanu um, Neal got hurt. Yep, he was out. Uh, and not to get off topic, but I'm selling Keanu Neal everywhere. You can't get anything for just, him now. I, I just, See, yeah, Keanu but I'm Neal, just, I know so. That, and I'm cutting my loss. As I'm moving on, I just this is what two, three years in a row now, and I'm just I'm done. Let somebody else have that headache. Well, the strategy for Neil is to wait for him to have a good game, or wait for him to show up in preseason healthy, and then try to trade him. Don't try to trade him now. As much as Daryl wants to just dump him on somebody, don't <laughs> do it. Don't do it. Wait till he's has some value because you're just wasting. I know you'd want to trade him to get a draft pick for this year, but what's somebody going to give you for somebody that's lost two seasons to bad right. injuries? Yeah, I get it. I mean, you're right as far as the value goes, but I'm just uh, – yeah. I think I've just been burned so many times with him. I'm just – you know what? I'm done. So. You like my giant 64-ounce water jug here? I know you can't see this, people, but – uh, yes, that was a Christmas present. A uh, sixty-four oh, crap, ounce. I, I know what you'd love to fill it up with, but uh... let's see, sixty-four ounces, and this is twenty-four ounces, so that's forty-eight. I could get like two and a half of those in one of those. You could. It's a monster. It's, you it's... know, I've been doing, I've been doing these twenty-four ounce curls. Imagine how big my guns would be with sixty-five ounces or sixty-eight ounces. Wow. It strengthens your hand muscles because in order to, to I'm like, sure it does. <laughs> in order to hold the thing and drink and lift it up, like it's strengthening my hand muscles because it's heavy. I can see this thing and I can tell you it is huge, dude. That's, but it's full, yeah, yeah. Well, my yeah, son huge. wanted a water bottle and I was like, I oh, give me the biggest water bottle they got, and it was 64 ounces, and I'm like, oh, it's like a half gallon of water. <laughs> but. Anyway, uh, back to our crow eating. Uh, offensive player of the year, uh, I picked Mr. Mahomes, and you picked Saquon Barkley, neither of which really – let me put it this way. Neither of which are named Lamar Jackson, so they're wrong. 
Right, right. So uh, we'll just move on. We didn't pick Lamar Jackson, so we're wrong. Uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, I had the bust of the year, David Mopportunity. And look at you picking your hometown A.J. Brown. That's right, my dog. Your your homer pick actually turned out okay. I know we were busting your chops about that, too, because we said, but he doesn't have a quarterback. And he didn't until and and he did until your Lord and Savior Ryan Tannehill oh, took God. over. See, I, I, this is where I can't with you right here. This right here, this is where I hate you right here. But man, he has boy has he been something else in that offense with Ryan Tannehill and the, and when you have to deal with Henry beating on you for four quarters, what are you going to do? And I think me and you discussed this, and along with some of our other DFF family, AJ Brown is the number one receiver. You can forget Corey Davis. Those days are gone. I mean, Davis still has the role and he can still be good, but Brown solidified. I'm the, I'm the new guy in town. This is my team as far as the passing game goes. Yeah. So the popular tweet is, so Mississippi had, or Ole Miss had AJ Brown and DK Metcalf and could only get six wins. Like seriously, (laughs) the two of them are just, they're they're both beasts. Like they, they are, and AJ Brown looks like looks like a, a senior in high school playing against middle schoolers. Like, and he has, and you know, I I watched a lot of tape on him. I really did when the Titans drafted him. I went back and watched a lot of tape. I liked it, mm-hmm. but seeing him play this year, when they get him the ball in in the in open space, field, oh my goodness, he's oh going goodness, to the house. Like, he he hits can another. Either. He hits another gear. It's crazy at that size. It really is. And then Metcalf, man, what he did this past week, just yeah. he is a man among boys right now. Well, A.J. Brown, like, even if you catch up to him, he's just going to put you down. Like, he's a yeah. tank. Like, he's huge yep. and fast, and that's just not fair. Whereas D.K. Metcalf, uh, I, 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 <laughs> I am. A beast. He's, he's a, beast. a beast. And guess what? He can show a little versatility besides a go route, people. Yeah. He can run some routes. He can. And all those people clowning him about having one route the entire draft process can eat it. (laughs) (laughs) They can just eat it because eat those words, eat those tweets because DK Metcalf is a beast. Yes, and he, he will man, squeeze. He's, he's impressive, and I think he's only going to get better. And with oh, Russell Wilson, he's he's a perfect perfect complement to Lockett and what Wilson wants to do in that absolutely. passing game. Uh, they, it, they, it's amazing. Between the three of them, uh, Lockett, Russell, oh, and and DK, they they won a lot of games for the Seahawks this year. Yes, they did. Wow. Keeping this moving, uh, MVP, again, we didn't pick Lamar Jackson, so we're wrong. I picked Mahomes, you picked Brady. Uh, Lamar Jackson was just unreal this year. But you know what? I'll take that trade-off. I'll take that trade-off. I'll be wrong on Brady being the MVP to see him exit early. I'll take it every time. Yeah. Uh, We might have to do some stat digging for these next ones. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think Uh, we're all, I think we're wrong on all accounts. Uh, We had top sacks. I had Mac, you had Garrett. We're both wrong there. That was uh, 
Shaquille Barrett. And you know what? If somebody actually can show me proof that you had Shaquille Barrett leading the <laughs> league in sacks, you can take over the podcast. <laughs> there's no way in hell anybody had Shaquille Barrett leading the NFL in sacks this past year. So Christ, and, and I will say, if if I can toot my horn a little bit on this, I did. I honestly, I did not see this coming. I did not. But once it started happening, I kind of watched and I was like, you know, this this is going to happen all year, and it did. He wound up breaking Warren Sapp's team record for sacks. So he was good. He was good. Yeah. Uh, we had Van Der Esch and Leonard leading in tackles. Uh, had Leonard not missed some games, I think he could have been up there. Um, do you know, actually, Bobby have, Wagner was uh, the leader in, in tackles, wasn't he? Uh, if you'll give me just a second, I've actually got this kind of pulled up here. All right. Uh, 2019. Well, top, all right. well, I'll move on. Interceptions, we were both wrong. Rhodes and Bayard were definitely not the leaders in interceptions. Uh, yeah, Bayard finished. He was up there, but he wasn't. Yeah, he was, he was up there. Um I think he got one there at the end that kind of uh, pushed him a little higher on the draft uh, on the board. Well, we were wrong. Uh, that's the point. Yeah, that's the point. We were wrong. So, uh, going through our predictions for the East, we both picked the Pats. Obviously, that's the the chalk. Uh, in the West, we both had the Chiefs. We're both right again. The North, we were both wrong. I had the Browns. You had the Steelers. The right. South, I was right. The Texans did win the South. Although the Titans did make the But my team made the play. They did. They did. Uh, in the NFC East, I had the Cowboys. No, I got it right with the Eagles, baby. You had the Eagles. Eagles beat the Cowgirls every time. Uh, the West, neither one of us were right. We both picked the Rams. <laughs> The North, we neither one of us were right. We both picked the Bears. Yeah, we were horrible. Uh, we had the Saints in the South, so we were good there. And the poor uh, Saints. How many times do you have to get screwed over? I mean, seriously, how many times are they going to get screwed over in the playoffs? That was They weren't screwed over. Oh, come on. This is where we'll disagree. Come on now. There was hand fighting, but... Any other time, that is considered a push-off... I'm not saying it, it is. It wasn't. Off. It wasn't a very big push off. There's worse. There's worse. There is worse, but there's worse that isn't called. You know, the Saints could have prevented this by not playing sluggish all game. This is very true. They played very terrible true. all game. What happened to this high-powered offense? I mean, the Vikings didn't have any corners playing. They had nobody, and they right. still couldn't. The sa- the safeties turned it up a little bit, but they had no corners, so I don't understand how they didn't torch the Vikings. But uh, moving on, uh, the we said the wild cards. I said Steelers and Jags. Boy, was I wrong! <laughs> and you were just as wrong. You had the Chargers <laughs> and the Browns. So <laughs> that's even worse, I think. Although the Jags may have been worse than the Chargers. I don't know. Uh, in the NFC, I picked the Vikings and Eagles, so both of mine made the playoffs. Right. <laughs> and you had the Falcons and Vikings. Uh, yeah, I didn't do too well there. The Vikings. Uh, so you're already out of the Super Bowl. 
Because <laughs> yes, you, you had the Saints winning. I had the Saints going, but I had the Chiefs winning, so I still have a chance there. Yeah, I had so. it tops that I had both the Saints and the Chiefs going, but the Saints winning. So Seahawks Chiefs. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. I know you might not want to hear that, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so that was our recap of our predictions. Um, and yeah, just a quick touch up here. Kevin Byard actually finished tied for third. Yeah, it's not bad. He had five interceptions, and the three in front of him had six. Um, you were asking about tackles. Uh, Martinez finished second. Bobby Wagner was first. Um, Zach Cunningham was a surprise this year. He finished seventh with 137. Had a really good year for Houston. Um, and then Sachs was uh, Shaquille Barrett was the leader. Um, I forget who Chandler you had. Jones was second. Yep, Chandler Jones was second. Cameron Jordan was third. Daniil Hunter was fourth. And I'll say Daniil Hunter is one of the most underrated players in the NFL right now. He just goes not, out, does his thing. Not by me. He's very not by me. Either, by me. There's a lot that that just uh, they pass on him or whatever. And I'm telling you, this he's the real deal up there in Minnesota. So, yeah. Well, we're glad to be back. I'm yes. glad to be back. I know we, we uh, you know, I think when you're off, you, you make plans. And then, you know, you, we, we had we had all sorts of stuff going, you know. Yeah, and the holidays was there. And I think we, honestly, we just needed a little break. So yeah, it kind of, yeah. it all kind of lined up for, you know, with the holidays and us being tired. And, you know, it just kind of lined up. So if I'm not mistaken, I think last year we did the same exact thing where we were off for like two three weeks. May have. i think it's just our normal schedule we take a couple weeks off in just late december and come back in january ready to roll and not to panic we've uh we've not disowned each other we just uh no, need no. a little rest and recoup time so yeah, i got a mess i got a message that they thought maybe uh we, we had enough of each other yeah, as uh, what is it? Aaron Rodgers says you can relax. R e a l. I can't spell Jesus. R e l a x. Relax. And you're a teacher. Wow, this is a. Uh, I gotta write. Up. I write stuff down before I spell it out loud. I'm not very good at saying like spelling bee. Not for me because I need to write it down first. If they let you write it down, I can do it. Right, but uh, yeah, I can't spell out loud. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, more importantly, both of our teams are still alive, they are. Um, I think I'm like I said, you mentioned earlier, I think I'm gonna get that. Uh, I call it lime green, but I'm gonna look for a Marshawn Lynch uh, lime green jersey. I I like that color, so the action green lime Lynch jersey that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I, I did like the Metcalf idea, but yeah. uh, with Beast Mode back and, and leading the way for y'all or helping, if nothing else, his energy and excitement for the game helped you all and made that better. Um, so According yeah, to him, though, that. Travis Homer's a real MVP. Hey, Travis Homer. He's not for, bad. For what he fell into – I mean, he's basically sitting there just, hey, I'm a backup. 
and Chris Carson and all those guys get hurt and he's handed this starting job with uh, yeah. let's face it, little training on the job training. I think well, he's I mean he's he's been fairly with well. Them. I mean I'm sure he's gotten tons of practice reps because these guys are hurt every week. Yeah, I mean you you get <laughs> so, the practice I mean, reps, but there's it's not nothing the same like on the job reps, training. There really isn't. I know it's not it's not the same as as game reps, but right. But still, he he's stepped up big time. Um, beast mode, you know. I think even just having Turbin and Beast mode in the locker room to help him out with experience, like and I seen that, that somewhere. Experience. Oh, where did I see that? Not to interrupt you, that uh, Marshawn. That it was something about Marshawn, but and I think it was uh, Pete Carroll that said it. You know, he's been while his numbers may not be eye-popping and what people expected from him, it's been his energy and his leadership with Homer. He is in there with Travis Homer, helping him every step of the way to help, you know, lead you all to uh, what could be a Super Bowl run. So uh, I think sometimes that kind of stuff gets overlooked. What you can, that's the intangibles. And I think that gets overlooked sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, it should be a good game against the Packers. Uh, obviously, I hope my team wins. I hope it's they do, again, too, because I can't do A-Ron. It's, again, the last, like, last weekend, last game of the weekend. And I'm like, God, why can't it be, like, the second game of the weekend? Like, well, I got to I gotta sit through three other games. And not that I don't want to watch the games, but it's like, you know, you got that nervous energy before i'm nervous game, because so. we're staring down lamar jackson right now so well yeah but we got this I, I believe it we got this we're we are going to sick the hounds on this fool we're going to get him yeah i hey we beat the uh, evil empire we're on a roll right now you it's did happening. the evil empire though i i and i know so many people have thrown dirt on this casket before i just don't it's it's not going to be the same from here on out, I don't think. So you're ready to close the end of it, huh? You think this is the beginning of the end for them? Tom Brady might not even be a Patriot next year. He might be somewhere else. Come on. There's no way he plays anywhere else. No way. I'm not buying it. They said that about um, Willie Mays. And look at, um, like it happens all the time with these superstars. I mean, look at uh, Ladanian Tomlinson. Could you ever picture him as a Jet? True, true. But like you know, these stars once they hit an age where the team's like, "Well, we're not paying you," and they say, "Well, I want to keep playing," and they, it happens. Joe Montana with the Chiefs, like it does. It happens. It does. But I just, I have a hard time believing. He's going to play anywhere else but New England. I don't I, – well, all I'm saying is I don't think he's completely shut down that idea of happening, which is – you wouldn't have said that 10 years ago, I think. No, and, and you're right in saying that, and he's right in, in thinking and doing that. Don't close your options. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, I just – it's almost like Derek Jeter going and playing – for some other team beside the Yankees, I just for the Red Sox. Oh my God! I would. Oh God! I would just die. I would die. Uh, I don't think Jeter would have done that, but I know some other guys have done that back and forth stuff. And I and I but. think Brady's, for me, in my opinion, I I kind of think Brady's the same way. I think it's a. Yeah, but like, is there a rival for? I mean, there's not really a rival. 
the the Patriots have changed rivals like every couple years. Like, because the AFC East is not their rival. Right. But do you, if you're Brady and you've got all these Super Bowl rings and all these accolades and you've been dominant for so long, do you, is it Brady or is it Belichick? We hear it all the time. Or is it both? Do you really, at this point in your career, do you really want to risk going somewhere else and finding out that, hey, here, here's an interesting uh, Twitter uh, dream. <coughs> the Chargers have a hell of a lot of weapons. Oh, get the hell out of here. And they have a pretty good defense that they could build around. Jesus Christ, you're killing me. I saw it on Twitter. Um, I, I hear you. I saw it too. But that's if, if you see it on Twitter, it has to be true. <laughs> it does. But my, oh. So that, I, I, that means you know what? I, I might like him better if he goes somewhere else. That means Philip Rivers is going, and he's not closed the door. Um, does Philip Rivers look like he can still play football at a high level? He he's done. He he's. I'm throwing dirt on him. He's not. hot take right there. Dan Cook says Rivers is done. Wow. If you look at his second half of the season, like he had, and I understand it takes a lot of, you know, he can throw the football farther than me. I'm not trying to compare myself to Phillip Rivers, but he just looks like he has to put every ounce of energy into every 10 yard throw. And it's not even like that fast. And that's why teams are picking him off left and right. That's why they're inaccurate passes. It's, it's, his offensive line doesn't help him out any, which is why I think Brady won't go there because yeah, that they, have, they have no offensive line. And there. what did they do with Gordon Eckler, you know? Uh, they keep one and get rid of one. They're <sighs> probably getting rid of Gordon because I don't think Gordon wants to be there. Yeah, I don't know I, why because Gordon really feasts in that defense, that, that offensive I, scheme. But I just don't see Brady leaving. I, I don't either. It's it's fun to, to dream. It is, and there's a lot of scenarios and players and. Although somebody somebody around. also somebody also told me that Bill Belichick was going to be the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys too. So, you know. And and speaking of these coaching changes, loving 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 what Washington has done. Yeah, Washington I think is a big winner because they got a proven commodity. Um. Defensive wise, I think I like what they've done. Offensive wise, it's still up in the air. I think. Yeah, it's a working process, but getting Ron Rivera and getting um, oh Jack Del Rio, Jack Del Rio, yeah, which changes that scheme to a four three. So helps, you know, um, Jonathan Allen and. Uh, Oh, Sweat. Mont- Montez Sweat and those guys. I think that linebacker defensive line, and I think it really helps Deron Payne. And Deron Payne's a good defensive tackle. But yeah, you kind of get out of that 3 4 into a 4 3 where he's got just a little more help up front. Yeah. Man, they could, and, and you've got Landon Collins on the back end, and I think they need some better corner play. Linebackers. Nope. And, and a little bit better linebackers. Uh, Cole Holcomb is going to be a star, by the way, for them. 
Um, He's going to be good, but the rest of the linebackers need Yeah, to Ron Anderson's not cutting it. Uh, the other guys. Sean Dion Hamilton isn't cutting it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think as of right now, they're the front runners and huge winners as far as your IDP. I'm, me personally, I'm looking at that front four mm-hmm. and I'm trying to acquire them right now. Payne, Ionitis, Allen, Sweat. And if I can get it, you know, I don't know what they do with him but if they if i can find him cheap enough i'm i'm gonna take ryan kerrigan too See, i know he's I would, about I would hit the, washed up but i'd hit the pause him, button on that because he might not even be there well that's the thing what do they do with him do they move on from him i wait till the draft because if they draft chase young are you gonna bench sweater chase young oh jesus if, yeah, they if, young, if you'd be, be so freaking nasty, it ain't even gonna be funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, Chase Young. I think if the Redskins were smart, they would honestly trade that two back and get a boatload of picks because they need more than just Chase Young. I think so too. I think with this coaching staff. And what they have with Sweat and Ionitis yeah. and that whole group, I, th- I, I I believe that. I think they move back and try to help their team. Because a, a quarterback needy team will come up and take two, even exactly. if it's a even if it's a, a red shirt year, so to speak, for Tua. Do they move? Uh, see who is it? Miami. Miami is has cool. two picks in the first round that can move up. And then who? Somebody else that's right behind it, the Chargers could be looking at it. any team that's looking in that first top twelve. Yeah, can move up. And man, what if they got Isaiah Simmons? Yeah, that would that would change Ooh. the game for them a lot. Ooh. That is nasty right there. That would be just as big of a win as getting Chase Young, I think, because it, I think it's a it different, would be. I think different it would be position. Bigger. Yeah. But we will get into some of these guys. If you've never heard of Chase Young, uh, climb out of whatever rock you've been living under. Here's your um, hot take. Chase Young is going to be everything and more that Nick Bosa is. And you know how people, how high people were on Nick Bosa? Yeah. And, and, and I'll admit, I wasn't one of them. He's kind of proved me wrong. Yeah. Well, uh, you hate, you I, hate the Bosas, so. I do hate the Bosas. With a passion, Joey was just fine this year. So. Even even though their parents know really how really know how to make them, uh, I still hate the buses. But that's neither here nor there. But I, but seriously, Chase Young is going to, ooh, he's a beast. From what I've watched, and he is, he is just man. I haven't watched a whole lot of his. I mean, I've watched some games, some Ohio State games, just randomly. When he's on his game, I don't know that there's a better player right now. Yeah. And one of the things that I, I kind of look at is who are they beating up, though? That's just the thing. You're in the NFC East. If you get your stuff, if you can get your shit halfway decent, you should walk away with that division. Oh, yeah. That division was The Cowgirls, they don't know what they're doing from minute to minute. The Eagles are just so injury deprived now i know that next year they'll be healthy but still i mean it's just and the giants are just so talent deprived they're still rebuilding washington if like i said if they can get their crap halfway decent man if they they could fire their owner they'd be halfway decent (laughs) well i think i agree with that but i think getting rid of allen 
Dennis Allen, is that correct? Uh, that's his dad. No, no, that's uh, that's the defensive uh, coordinator for the Saints, Bruce uh, Allen. Bruce Allen, I'm sorry. Getting rid of him, I, he's been there for, what, 10 years, I think it, they said. Yeah. That's a big change. I want to see. Matthew you know, Barry was ecstatic when they fired him because that's uh, all he wanted this season was for him to get fired. Yeah, he is such a huge Redskins fan. And, he, you know, people like that I listen to, not because he's a big fantasy guy. But I listen to him because he's a Redskins fan. And I think those are the type of people that you can get the most information from. I mean, because you feel it. you They live and breathe with their team, so you can feel what's going on. So I kind of want to see with Allen out of the picture now, how does that change things? And I think with these with these hires and Allen going, I, man, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm really liking what the Redskins are doing now. I know it's early, but. Yep. So, we are going to call it a night here. Um, we have some exciting stuff coming down the pike that we can't really discuss currently. Uh, but stay tuned in the off season. Uh, this is a year-round podcast, except for apparently around Christmas and New Year's. Um, <laughs> so, uh, forgive us for uh, our... our going away if you'll take blame for christmas i'll take blame for new year's how's that there you go we'll skip the difference there um but like the open bar we're back uh back and better than ever uh, we're the back open bar came back from hiatus as well this week so apparently it's just the week to come back um for you wrestling fans there's been like eight returns on on wrestling this week so apparently it's the week to return from a hiatus uh this week so we're just doing the in vogue thing and coming back in style as the rock would say i'm back for my hundreds and hundreds of fans <laughs> hundreds and hundreds yeah that's about accurate <laughs> but uh we've not quite hit the millions yet not not quite <laughs> maybe soon uh but daryl's at dff underscore d win i am at seahawks dan eight on twitter you can find us there uh hit us up with any of your idp questions uh even though it's the off season i'm still yes. on there checking stuff out i might tweet some stuff out about the seahawks Trade. game yeah trades values anything right now this is a in dynasty leagues and dan can tell you this is a huge time because a lot of owners it is this is their time. They enjoy this time of year more than they actually do playing the season. So I got some people sending me trade offers, and I'm one of those people. See, when week sixteen's over, I need about two or three weeks to recharge. I need two or three weeks away. You know, I get that, and I, and I see a lot of that. But I'm, I'll admit, I'm one of them owners. Soon as the season is done, that week sixteen, I'm on it. I'm sending out offers. I'm trying to wheel and deal. Because I think once draft season kind of sets in officially and people are starting to scout and do their own thing, I think it becomes a little bit more harder to to get your uh, draft picks. So I try to pass well, early. One of, the things, one of the things about draft picks, the closer you get to the draft, the more valuable those draft picks become. So if you're trying to get draft picks, then uh, you need to do it now. Yeah, absolutely. Not, and that's not later. So yeah, that's uh, that is I'm one like. thing. You want you want to get the draft picks now before they become like gold. Cuz I've got a couple leagues where I had no seconds. 
Well, uh, I forget which league. I had no seconds and I had no thirds at week 16. We're, what, two, three weeks removed from that? And right now in that same league, I have three seconds and three thirds. I picked up six draft picks in those two rounds since week 16. Yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of our guest, I just looking at your tweet that you set out. How cool is it that they're the Wagner Seahawks? It's like it's it's made for Bo- it's like it's Bobby Wagner's university or something. You know, when I first hit that, it didn't dawn on me, and I was sitting here. He's like, "Yeah, man, send me the sheet," and I was like, "You know, I will. I'll, I'll write up all the questions and all this." And I was putting in the info in it. I was sitting there and I hit Wagner Seahawks, and I was like, "God yeah. dang it." Man's gonna fucking love this shit. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, thanks. I got some random new followers this week. I don't know if I don't know they like my Seahawks tweets or whatever. I don't know, but uh, thanks for the new follows, uh, people. If you're checking out our podcast for the first time, I know we got some new we got some new Podbean uh, subscribers too. Some people maybe looking for some off season. And then for once, uh, it's stuff. not me screwing with you. It's not. No. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's legit. In case you maybe I've been tweeting know. a little more. Maybe I need to tweet a little more. I don't know. Um, In case but... y'all don't know, I've been screwing with Dan on Podbean. You can uh, like the episode or download it, and I've been doing that each week. And he thinks every yes. time he thinks it's a new follower. No, it's just me. So yes, it's just Daryl clicking <laughs> the like. You should like the episode. It's your episode for Christ's sake. <laughs> if you just don't like it, out, man. <laughs> that doesn't really help though like i don't know if we like and, uh, our own, i mean we should like our own stuff but you know i know we have we kind of toyed with this idea last year and never really got a game plan but i think this year i think me and you to get together and uh what do you think about maybe once a month we do a giveaway of some kind of some kind of um a giveaway i've got some stuff for fans cards mugs t-shirts you know some team related NFL stuff that we can, uh, we'll come up with something and we'll give it away. Uh, Apple five stars would be nice. Yeah. I don't know how we could do Podbean, but it, it I tell you what, if you'll like it well, on Podbean or whatever leave, and give us a five star leave, review and, and uh, screenshot a, it and send it to us on Twitter or whatever, leave us a comment on Podbean would be good. Um, Just I mean, whatever, whatever podcatcher. Whatever podcatcher you use, there's some sort of rating or liking or rate. You know, there's some sort of way to interact. Um, right. I don't. I don't always check all of those things because I I check Podbean and Apple. That's my. Well, maybe we'll wheelhouse. split them up or something. We'll uh, we'll come up with something and uh, it maybe it won't be a whole lot, but it'll be a little something just to say, you know what? Hey, thank you for listening, putting up with our crap and. <laughs> And all that good stuff. I mean, I'm all about helping the fans. And and really, I'll help anybody that likes IDP, even if they're in my leagues. Because the way I look at it, the better my competition is, the better it makes me. So, Yeah. I felt pretty good getting some W's against you this year. That's for sure. Yeah. You know what? You can eat a turd. <laughs> See, uh... that was just, that's just not necessary. That's... And just like 2019, once again in 2020, I'm looking for a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some things don't, don't change, huh? 
Yeah, some things don't change at all. But one thing that is not going to change is we're going to play the outro music. I'm going to say go Hawks. Tighten up. And uh, we will. It feels so good to say those two things this week, don't it, Dan? Yes, it does. Go Hawks. And you know what? You should feel ashamed because you broke our buddy Shane. You broke his heart this week. Hey, don't root for the Eagles. You don't want to have that problem. He was all out there singing Fly Eagles Fly. And this thing I know, they was getting shot out of the sky, man. Well, go Hawks. <laughs> Your up. Titans have a steep hill to climb. Ugh, don't remind we me. We are out. We got Good this. night now. We'll, we'll see you next week. We're going to start recording on Mondays, hopefully. So, Sweet. Look on Tuesdays. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if that happens. Good night. <laughs> we'll see.